0: what's going on guys welcome back to no reserves radio uh we're just going to do another short little bonus episode and in... you have been living under a rock uh, you... the, the heat beat the celtics in game seven so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about Uh, Our predictions for the finals to get those out before the series actually starts. Um, Yeah, so uh, before we talk about that, though, uh, so the Blazers are reportedly shopping the number three overall pick in the draft. Um, Depending on how the draft goes, because obviously Victor Wambanyama is going first overall, right? I think we, everyone agrees on that. It's a consensus. Um, second overall is where it gets interesting because technically speaking, the second best player is Scoot Henderson. And that's, again, a consensus. But if the Charlotte Hornets do not like the match of Scoot Henderson and LaMelo Ball, which on paper, that is not a great match. Mm-hmm. And instead they take Brandon Miller, who's the current projected third overall That really does increase the value of that third overall pick. And the rumor is they're in the market for a pretty elite player. Um, Are you buying or selling the fact that they're shopping this?
1: Buying. Honestly, if I was Charlotte, I'd be looking to trade down even if it's to... Granted, I don't think uh, it's an interesting spot. Ideally, if the number three pick wanted Scoot, you'd offer like a pick swap and then get a kick in but since portland's trying to sell that pick for more assets you're in an interesting spot do you move down to four and hope the guy that you want is still there at four or do you do you just abandon it all together and try to get which is what it looks like they're trying to do i don't know it's a tough call honestly i'm I'm not envious of charlotte's position
2: the no.
0: I just don't know, like, we as fans, I think, substantially overrate the value of draft picks. Because whether you're picking first overall or 30th overall, yes, if you're in that higher tier, there's a better chance that you're going to hit on it. But it's not a guarantee. We've had draft busts all the time, and if you're trading a pick for a proven NBA commodity... It's it just gets complicated to judge the value because, like, are we talking about, like, second overall or third overall for a player, like, I don't even know. Like, because I don't think that gets you a legitimate star player as a centerpiece. Uh, well, as a centerpiece okay. of a bigger trade, but you would have to have too many assets. But a player like a OG on an or Mikael Bridges or even a, like, D'Angelo Russell, obviously not like saying trade the third overall pick for D'Angelo Russell, but I think that's closer to the value straight up for that pick. Now, as time goes on, we're going to see the bleacher reports where it's like, oh, fringe all-star player for second overall pick straight up, and it's going to be written by someone that's a fan of that franchise. But I don't know. I definitely think they're shopping it. Um I would like to see them go out, because there's been rumors of, like, Pascal Siakam to the Blazers. I think that would be a really good fit. Um, I don't know. But they're still buying into Lillard, much to your children. Um, next up, there's... This still- is a bonus so we can curse, right? You know what? Go ahead and flag it as explicit. Go for it.
1: They're a shit organization, and I think they're going to fuck it up.
2: And that's to Portland. Go on. I mean I just I, I disagree. I,
0: I I don't know. Um <laughs> So there's also skepticism that Zach Levine is gonna finish out his contract in Chicago. Uh one, Zach Levine is older than I thought he was. I thought he was twenty six. He's twenty eight, he'll be twenty nine next season. Yeah five-year, $215 million contract last summer. I just... With the... Because we're going to talk about this as well in a
2: second. With the Lonzo Ball news,
0: it's almost like Chicago's going to have to hit a reset. Which is kind of sad because it feels like we say that every few years about Chicago. Um, Yeah. Yeah, a a rebuild is inevitable. I think Levine will be traded probably next year, maybe at the deadline, um, and that'll start the chain of events because I think he goes first and then Damar and Vucevic, and I don't know how the salary is going to play out with Lonzo. I don't know how that fits. But with that being said, so Lonzo, we talked about this, it feels like forever ago on one of the main episodes of the podcast where we were talking about Lonzo's injury and how there were at that time rumors that he might not ever play basketball again. And now it's looking like that's actually a case, that the Bulls are fully preparing to never have Lonzo Ball suit up again. Um, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's a little more than kind of sad. It's just very sad. So I know I'm drinking a beer that tastes really bad, so... I'm not going to feel as refreshed this episode and I, I did. So we're going into a a conversation. I'm going off on a tangent here. I know we were talking about Alonzo. Hold on. We'll get back to that. Okay. I, I knew we were going to be talking about the Miami heat tonight. That's the whole reason we're doing this episode. And I know sure. that Angelo's catchphrase for the night is going to be Hemi Butler. So I did pregame with a couple shots. And I've got my usual Angelo-repellent alcohol next to me. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking as clearly as I normally would be, because I, I, I don't have Austin here tonight. Side note, Austin's not here tonight. It's just Angelo and I. Uh, so I, I, have to, I have to have a shield on my brain for what's about to happen. Um, so Lonzo. I really hate to say this, but do you think his dad's shitty shoes played a role? (laughs) Because part of shoes is safety, right? Like, you want good cushioning to help you prevent injuries. You want good stability support, all those things. Do you think the $400 Big baller brand uh, that lasted, like, not even a summer, it feels like they were on the market and then gone pretty quick. I don't even know if Big Valley Brand is still a thing. Um, that's what Google, I guess, will answer. Go this, on. Is, this is just a stupid question, but do you think the fact that he played in those shitty shoes early in his career had any impact on this?
2: No. No, I do not.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's all I got for that. <laughs> do you? Um, no, no, I, I mean, I definitely know the value of a good, good pair of shoes in terms of, like, just your leg fatigue. I don't know if I would ever say shoes have caused an injury, um, but in terms of, like, your legs not feeling as tired the next morning, yeah, a good pair of shoes is going to go a long way. Um, I mean, I'm on their website right now. Oh, no, it still exists? Still exists.
2: There's a polo. That's fifty-four dollars. Let's see footwear, oh. shoes and slides.
0: Big baller classic whites. Seven hundred dollars. Okay, I'm done. Go on. Seven <laughs> hundred. For classic whites, yes. Okay. <laughs> Even like, I have some friends who are sneakerheads. And I don't think I've ever heard any of them talking about their triple Bs. Like, there's just not a market for them. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about what we're here to talk about. Get it out of the way. The Heat have advanced to the NBA Finals. The uh, voodoo magic, yes. I don't even know if it's voodoo magic. I don't know what happened, because <laughs> we watched the game. It was the first game we watched where we were all together watching it. Yep. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys finished it, but I turned it off halfway through the fourth because it just. I think a lot of it had to do with Missoula just getting out coached because early in the game. Their game wide open looks. The Heat were running a lot of pick and rolls. And for whatever reason, Boston was trying to fight over every screen instead of just switching. Um, Generally, that would be fine if you're guarding someone like Gabe Vincent or uh, Caleb Martin, right? But for whatever reason, they just couldn't miss. And the Celtics didn't adjust until halfway through the second when we finally started to see them closing out on those shooters. And then just the terrible shot selection. It was just, and in defense, Tatum got injured early in the first. It was. It seemed like a minor injury. I'm sure we're gonna find out it was some terrible injury later because
1: I I don't
0: know if it was a. He looked like yeah, he everything. Looked Every yeah. time he like, came down, he looked in pain. Um, but just the shot selection, the. They started the game 0 for 13 from 3 or 0 for 12 from 3. Yeah. Um, they weren't closing out on two. It was just really bad. Then That's what I've been saying this whole series. Like I'm not going to take anything away from the Miami Heat because they are the Eastern Conference champions. You don't get there just on luck, right? Like You do not make the NBA Finals just because you got lucky. But I will say the Celtics just played bad. It wasn't that the Heat were playing amazing defense. They were playing great defense at certain parts, but the Celtics could not buy a three. They were wide open, missing all these shots. And I think that really is ultimately what played into it. Um the refs really did seem to swallow their whistles at least early in the game. But I think yeah. once it became clear that it was I don't want to say a blowout, but it was very obvious that it was going in favor of the Heat. We did start to see more calls. I don't know whether those were just... Like, makeup calls for earlier in the game or what, but... <laughs> Shout-out to the Heat. They they won. Fair and square. I was wrong, as were probably most people... Who predicted at the start of this series that the Heat would not win, but... And you uh, being one I, of them. Yeah, I, I think most people had Celtics nuggets as the finals and I think if I, you went uh, back to the round 1 and said hey the the heat are going to make the finals this year your question would be who's getting injured because there's no way that team is going to make it but it just like Kyle Lowry was hitting shots um Bruce}^{(noise)} they just there was no answer for Caleb Martin and that man is going to get paid this off season. Yeah, a few players on that team that are going to get paid, will they deserve it? I don't know because like Timothy Mozgov looked really good in his playoff run. Matthew Dellavedova looked really good in their playoff runs. Um and we see this all the time where a role player has a really good run and basketball is a game of runs and it's in front of the brightest lights, and then someone overpays, and then the entire NBA like financial system is messed up for the next two years, and it's going to happen. Um, but did you see anything that you want to specifically call out about that final game?
1: Uh, Derek White looked amazing for the Celtics. He looked like one of the only people who could get anything going. I think Jalen Brown had some spurts, but he also got ice cold, especially in the second half. Other than that, no. Um, you got excited over
0: a few lob, lobs to Time Lord. So yeah, it it was like <laughs> the the crowd was out of the game, and then it was like they they had those lobs and like. They're back in it. And then Boston went on like a 9-0 run. And I was like, okay, everything's back to normal. And then just back to back to back. like Stupid turnovers. Um, I don't know if they keep Missoula as the coach next year. I think there's too many seasoned coaches if they're running it back. Which, realistically, if I'm... Brad Stevens, I want to run this back because I know my team is better than this, right? Like, we can all agree with that. Like, the Celtics underperformed. Um, So if they're going to run it back, I think they need a more seasoned coach behind the bench. I think the team is yeah. still young. Granted, they do have great veteran presence, and they have, Um, I think, someone that has shown to already be a strong leader early in his career in Jason Tatum. but. Things got out of control, and they couldn't figure it out, and I think they need someone that's going to take them into the locker room and right the ship because normally when you're down in game seven after you just came back 30 you're going to rally, and they just couldn't do it, and I think that starts at the top, and then you work your way down. Now, will they keep the team together? I don't know. We've talked in the past about Jalen Brown do they really want to tie up that much money into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, or would they rather build a team around Jason Tatum? We'll see. Um, if you're Brad Stevens, are you looking for a major shakeup, or are you just kind of, few changes here or there, run it back?
1: Uh, it depends. It, this is This is another position I'm not envious of, is Brad Stevens. Um, I do think Missoula got absolutely demolished by Spolstra in more than one way. I don't know if I was Brad Stevens, if I would necessarily fire him or see if he can learn from his mistakes and run it back next year. But at the same time, you don't just have like, okay, that failed playoff run is what i'm looking at you also mentioned the time is coming closer and closer where they have to decide do they want to pay both tatum and brown or do they want to just build with one so i think whatever decision you do that person also has to be on board with whatever you're planning whether you're planning to trade brown or you're planning to keep them both so there there's going to be a lot of turbulency and boston in the future because i could see a lot of paths where this does just does not turn out well
0: i generally agree and you're not going to hear me say i agree with angelo very often um if
1: it was me i might keep missoula especially if he's on board with whatever stevens is planning for the future
0: But how young this team is, I'm just not, it, maybe it's my 2K brain thinking I'm just not comfortable blowing it up just yet, especially when you're one game away from the NBA Finals. Yeah, but you did and, lose Grammy. And realistically, you
2: were the better team. You just played horrible.
0: You did. Um, you did, you did. What did you like and dislike from the Heat side of things? Um, Honestly, I liked Spolstra's
1: and the Heat's ability to get their shooters open. As you know, I am a big fan of spacing and opening lanes for drivers or opening lanes for shooters, and it seemed like... Once it was obvious that um Caleb Martin was going to be hot, he ran some play pick and rolls specifically to get him open. He got a lot of shooters in good spots. I think Jimmy did what Jimmy had to do i just I just think they played very well. I know you think it should be a route for Denver, but honestly,
0: I mean we'll get we'll I th- get to that. One. We'll we'll get th-
1: okay, we'll get there. But I, we'll I think there's discount. I think there's one
0: thing that has me worry about Denver, but go on. <laughs> Angelo is a six percenter. We'll cover that here in a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, for me I just really liked what I saw from Miami. I don't know how I saw what I saw, but there's just something about a team when a team is shooting like in rhythm, like they were where every time the ball goes up, you as a fan looking at it from the side can see if that's going in. Cause like, if you're actually shooting the ball when you release it, you can feel it see it and you're like, okay, yeah, that's going in. You can't really do that from most shots. When you're watching on TV, it's very hard until it hits the rim or goes through the net. But every single shot they were taking, and they were taking contested threes, um, they weren't just wide-open looks. And that's what I think was so impressive, is you would have Derek White in uh, Caleb Martin's face after a screen, and he just drained it. And the moment it left his hand, just perfect form. Mm.
1: In some possessions, yes, but Caleb Martin got a lot of really wide open looks that he converted mm-hmm.
2: on. But go on? Sorry. Um,
0: I thought they played really well defensively. Um, they did force Boston to make some pretty. I'm just gonna call it stupid turnovers. Um. Mm-hmm. And I just, overall, like, Bam didn't seem to really... Like, he was solid, but he didn't, like, steal the show like I expected him to when they won. No. Um, and, spoiler, I think they're going to need him, too, if they want to get past the Nuggets. Um, but, no, it, th- this is a... Do you remember when I said I wanted the Kings to win because I wanted a Cinderella story? That's what this is. This is going to be an NBA 30 for 30 if they pull this off. 100%. 30 for 30. Granted, it would have been an ESPN 30 for 30 if they lost that game too because they would have covered the Celtics. But this is a primetime TV, like made-for-TV movie. Um, So, yeah. You got anything else on the Heat versus the Celtics?
1: Um, I will say that going into that series, I put more stock in the Heat than either of you two did, and I kind of regret not going with my gut with Miami on that one. But it is what it is.
2: Um.
0: So moving to the NBA Finals, we are... About by the time this episode or by the time we record our next main episode, the finals will have started um yeah, which is why we're doing a bonus episode now, so that we can one talk about it before it starts, so our opinions are not skewed, and also we can make our predictions. Austin is not here, but just like last time, we do have his predictions um, so do you want to save our predictions for the end, or do you just want to get them out of the way and then talk about the the uh, end, predictions? okay. So go ahead and start um, what you think. Let's start with the Heat. What do you think the Heat need to do to win? Because they have a pretty monumental task here because nobody in the playoffs has been able to stop Nikola Jokic. You can call him Stat Paddington all you want, but nobody has had an answer for him. Go ahead.
1: I... I hate to say it, but I kind of view most of—I mean, granted, Jokic has had some very impressive games in this playoffs. I'm not trying to take that away, but I I view Jokic mostly as LeBron was in this playoffs, which is he's gonna generally get you 20 points, close to 10 rebounds, and close to 10 assists. And what's going to be a factor is containing everything else around Jokic, so like. How many 40-point games is Jamal, or borderline 40-point games is Jamal Murray going to have? I think that, to me, is a better indicator of how this series is going to go. If you tell me that Murray's about to have third, three 40-point games, yeah, the Heat have no chance. But, I believe that Bam on Jokic, I'm kind of interested to see how many double teams they throw at Jokic. Or how much faith they put in Bam to contain Jokic one-on-one. Because Bam is a smaller center. Granted, he's Fast, agile, and very athletic compared to Jokic.
0: Very strong, like he's underrated in that regard. True. So,
1: it's just curious. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do as far as defensive stra- planning for Jokic and for Murray, because as we you've mentioned ad nauseum, the players after Bam and Jimmy are like Max Struess, Caleb Barton, Duncan Robinson, like. Who are you throwing on all those offensive weapons for Denver, too?
0: And, and that's the thing about Denver, is Denver is not just great offensively. They're, I think, I I don't have this in front of me, and I'm, I don't want to say this incorrectly, but I, I'm the stats guy. You I are wanna, the stats guy. I want to say the Nuggets were the number one defense. I could be way off, but that sounds right. I'm I don't ten- think you're way off, if, if you're wrong. They're they're near the top. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling it up now while we're talking. Um, but,
1: but um. I'm kind of curious to see, because I don't know if you noticed, but I definitely did. Especially in that Game 7, Miami used a lot more zone than I'm accustomed to them seeing. So I wonder if they try out the zone versus Denver and see how it works with rotations. And see if Denver destroys that or not, and go from there. Um, no, the I think cooking. offensively, Denver should give Miami more fits than Boston did, which, I don't, well, I don't know, maybe. Maybe Miami could also degrade Denver to a lot of silly shots on offense.
0: I don't know. Actually, apparently, the Nuggets were middle of the pack. Really? Yeah, they were 15th. It felt like they were higher for some reason, but I think I'm thinking of last year. But
1: yeah, that's as far as Miami defending Denver. Now Denver on Miami, I'm curious to see that as well because fifteen kind of sounds right. Because Miami or Miami's Denver's players like individually aren't great defenders. Like I don't consider Jamal Murray a great defender.
0: No, they're a team defense.
1: Yes, and that's what team. I was saying. Their team, their the sum of their parts is better than any individual player they have defensively. So, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out with defending Jimmy Butler and Bam, and how they're going to adapt if Caleb Martin starts off three for four from three.
0: Well, the thing is, so because it doesn't just stop at Jokic and Murray, right? No, like they got, got a lot. Michael Porter Jr. You've got Aaron Gordon, who Aaron Gordon might go down as one of the best trades in recent years. Um, KCP has been fantastic. Like mm-hmm. This team is so deep with top-end talent that, and top-end two-way talent at that. It's going to be really hard because if you double-yoke it, you're leaving someone open that's going to bury it. Um, And that's what we've seen, because your options are double Jokic, but the problem is Jokic is one of the best passers of all time. So if you're doubling him, you're not going to force him to make a mistake very often. He's going to find the person that's open, which isn't the case with a lot of big men. Normally you double them, and then they toss the ball away. Uh, I think this is going to come down to health, because I just don't think... And I know I said this last series. <laughs> okay, go on. I, I don't think Miami has the firepower on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball to stop this Denver Nuggets team. Uh-huh. I think that they can go out and score a lot I, because that's what they've done. I don't know how. But I just don't know how you get stops, because you can score all you want, but if you can't stop the ball going in your own net, that's where they're going to run into problems. Now, I think for the Heat to win, because we're talking about like what do we think the Heat need to do to win, Mm -hmm. everyone expects Jimmy Butler, if the Heat win, to be the playoff MVP, or the finals MVP. The only way the Heat are winning this series, in my opinion— is if Bam Adebayo is the play the Finals MVP, he has to beat Jokic for the rest of the team to beat the rest of the Nuggets. Do
1: you believe that it might be a um a um, God Andre Gudawa situation where um? God. Bam gets the credit for defending Jokic, or does it need to be like on both sides? Does Bam need to be able to defend Jokic and be able? Both,
0: I think. It think it's it's both? both, because I don't think, because like you said, Bam is incredibly athletic, and yes. I think that's going to benefit him on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like he's going to have to beat Jokic offensively as well. Um, I don't know. i That's the only way I see them really standing a chance is if Bam has... And it, Bam is perfectly capable of it. He is a player that I think we've all been kind of waiting to have that breakout and jump into superstardom because he's young and talented. Um, and I think he's always kind of been overshadowed. So, hopefully... Maybe this will be it. Maybe this will be the moment that He's been waiting for to be that guy to be catapulted into superstardom. We'll see um flip side, what do the nuggets have to do to win the series? Stop Caleb Barton from scoring thirty points. <laughs> That's really it. Like stop the guys that shouldn't score from scoring. Why is that hard? <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. Right, hold on, hold on. I, I, out of all this time, I have not looked this up. I have not looked this up.
1: <laughs> well, you gonna look up Miami's record when Caleb Martin scores so Caleb
0: Martin's career scoring <laughs> averaging eight points per game, eight freaking points per game. What's he averaging just in the playoffs? Oh, I gotta pull a basketball reference. Oh, man, this is going to be rough, isn't it? <laughs> in the playoffs, Caleb Martin is averaging 14.1, which doesn't actually sound like that much, but there's a there's a 11 for 16 in a freaking Game 7 elimination, <laughs> 26 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 66% from 3-point range. He's been
2: hot. He's been hot. But
1: I mean, I get it because, like, on on paper, it's, it's it sounds simple. It sounds really, really simple. Just yeah. stop to stop people named Max Struess and Caleb
0: Martin and Gabriel Vincent. Gabriel Vincent from doing and, too much. To... And the shell of a uh, Kyle Kevin Love. And Kevin Love. Yeah. Did Kevin Love even suit up for that Game 7? I don't believe so. I mean, he was on the bench, but I don't remember him checking in. But I didn't watch Garbage Time, so maybe I could pull it up. Uh, Gabe Vincent, regular season, uh, 2.4 points. No, 7.7 points overall. 7.7 points, he's averaging 13.1 this postseason. Like, homie. And he also... What in the? Guess what? So, do you remember what Caleb Martin shot from three? What did Caleb Martin shoot from three? Sixty-six percent in that game seven. Do you want to know what Gabriel Vincent shot in game seven? What I'll give the... you a hint. It's the same thing. Sixty-six percent. Sixty-six percent. Oh man, right, let's keep going down the chain. Max Truce.
1: Oh man. So, yes, I, you like to use the phrase "getting blood from a stone." I think this playoff series is really, to me, the most valuable "getting blood from a stone" because you're getting it in the playoffs. Like when you use it, you usually use it for, from a regular season perspective. Oh, I'm resting my starters. Can I get this win with my backups? No, the Miami Heat are now in the NBA Finals starting, what, two, three undrafted players with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler was a second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. So...
0: Uh, no, Jimmy Butler was, I think, 30th. I think he was at the very end of the... Oh, at the very end of the first? Okay. Yeah, I, I think he was number 30. Because okay. wasn't he drafted... Hold on. <laughs> and now we're going to... No, because no, was he not drafted... 2011, so in 2010, that would have been... No? I don't know. For some reason, I thought that was... just Didn't the Bulls? Was, yeah, 2011 had, draft. Let's go. Yeah, but... Hold on, didn't they? Hold on. I'm... Now I'm on a tangent. Go ahead and keep talking. (laughs)
1: But I think we're going to be in a series where Jimmy Butler is going to give you what Jimmy Butler is going to give you, which is 20 points. And Jokic is generally going to give you what he's going to give you, which is 20 points. And I think the everything else will be the deciding factor. Now, you would think that the everything else being the deciding factor would be... Nuggets in five, but I, I don't know. I really, I really am interested to see how many 30, 30 to 40 point games Jamal Murray can put up. And if Caleb Martin, Max Strus, and Gabe Vincent can continue to provide value for Miami because
0: man. So, so you're the six percenter. So Jamal yeah. Murray is your X factor.
1: Yes. I think for Denver to win this series, Jamal Murray will have to be maybe not win the the Finals MVP, but it's going to have to be a debate. Like, are you going to have the discussion? Well, would you want Jokic's twenty, ten, and ten, or would you want Murray's forty points?
2: So, so
0: with that, with that being said, what are your overall predictions and game count for? The NBA Finals for 2023. Miami in six. Oh, We should have started with Austin's just because it's going to be anticlimactic to do the guys. Yeah. Season. My mind, um, my, my, mine's definitely the spiciest. Yeah, you, you should have gone last. You should have. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've got the Nuggets in six. Um, I could see the Heat extending it to seven. If we continue to see the heat that we saw again. Do you want the heat? Would you be comfortable saying Denver in seven? After seeing what you saw? I'm, I'm not comfortable saying Denver in six. <laughs> but I'm gonna because... There's a part of my brain that is just rational. <laughs> and is telling me that Denver is winning the series. Could the heat throw a wrench in that? Absolutely. But again... Nothing about what the Heat have done
2: has been conventional or made sense. Correct. So, Nuggets and six.
1: And Austin has Nuggets and
0: five. Austin is the least generous with the Heat. I debated Nuggets and five. Um, just so, on paper, the Nuggets are the far better team. We can agree on that. Yes. Max Bruce, Gabriel Vincent, and frickin' Caleb Martin are not as good as a supporting cast as Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., KCP. Um, On paper, yes. I think that the league is going to try to extend it to at least six, because I do think they do that. i'm not generally a conspiracy theorist but i do think sports leagues attempt to get the most advertising revenue out of their product as they possibly can and you get more if they play longer so it fits um so here's a question for you then
1: denver has gone undefeated at home this playoffs is miami taking a game in denver
0: That's a great question. No. No, I don't think so. I think they're taking game one. I think Denver takes games one and two. Miami takes three. Maybe three, four. And then Denver closes it out five, six. I think Miami's taking game one.
2: We will see. Um,
0: I'm just not comfortable putting them above the nuggets i just like i might be wrong but the part of my brain that knows basketball to the extent that i know it which granted not a lot i will give you that um, <laughs> it's just it's looking at these two teams side by side seeing what they've done in the regular season and just refusing to accept what i have been seeing <laughs> The the heat are a legitimate eight seed They are? Like, that is where they're supposed to be.
2: And so, yeah. So,
1: now that they're in the NBA Finals, Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler top 75, or does he have to win it to get there for you?
0: He has to win it. Because, and it's, the reason I'm saying that is because I think we agree that the Heat didn't do anything spectacular in Game 7. Like, they were shooting well, like... They were shooting very well. They were shooting a lot of open shots, though, because the Celtics were just not playing good defense. The Celtics just were not playing good basketball at all. That's Like, I shut it off because it was freaking boring. Like, I want... We have this whole drama about the 3-0 comeback, and I want a close game. No matter who wins, I just want a real drag-out fight where we don't know who's going to win until the last four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, whatever you want it to be. We knew after the first quarter the Celtics were struggling. We knew after the second quarter they're they're in a lot of danger. And then when they came out in the third quarter, it was over because there was no fight in them. Um, you felt good about the Celtics at half. I felt good with how they closed the second. I thought that they went on a decent run at the end of the second, but then they came out of the locker room and there just there wasn't a fight there. I don't think we see that from the Nuggets. And so that's why like the rational side of my brain is saying the Nuggets are winning this because they're not gonna fall victim to the same problem <laughs> that the Celtics ran into. You can call it veterans. You can call it better coaching. You can call it the fact that they're going to be playing in Denver, and Jimmy Butler is not going to be used to that air. Um. <laughs> side note: Did uh, while while we're here, because I think we're on the end here. Um. So Jimmy Butler won Eastern Conference MVP. Yes. Right. He refused it and gave it to Bam, which I thought was kind of cool. Like you won't hear me compliment. Jimmy a lot, but I thought that was kind of cool because one, he knows that trophy really doesn't matter. <laughs> like that—that's that, that's Jimmy. Like I've talked about the fact that I think Jimmy is too extra. Yeah, he, he tries way too hard to be cool, guy. Like that—that's Jimmy. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool because you're giving this trophy to a teammate that a lot of people consider your sidekick, even though you're both pretty close in terms of contribution. Um, so, yeah, just throwing that out there. Props to Butler for that one. Do you think,
1: and th- and this is me overthinking, so you know that we've been on the air a, lo- a long time, well, a decently long time, longer than we thought. Do you think this was kind of a 4-D chess by Jimmy to get Bam engaged ahead of what he knows he's going
0: to have to do? Sorry, what? Explain that again. <laughs>
1: do you think Jimmy giving Bam that trophy is like a 4D chess move to try to get him engaged and motivated for him to do what he has to do for Miami to win the finals?
0: Maybe. I I don't know. Um, so I know I'm I'm currently tagging Austin to get his answer, but I didn't ask this of him earlier because I didn't think about it. Who is your prediction for finals MVP? Jimmy, I was hoping you were gonna take a second longer so that I could finish typing. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah,
1: no problem, buddy. Um,
0: will Jimmy give, give the
1: final? Will the Jimmy give the
0: finals MVP to
1: someone else after he wins it? Will he do that?
0: No, if, if he wins it, no. Okay. That one actually matters. Like, let's be real. Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals MVP, kind of a point. Like, that's like a PlayStation trophy for the fourth, or the uh, finals. But yeah, yeah. why does he always say um and not just give me his freaking answer? Say um, like to yourself. He says, I'm gonna go with Jokic, (laughs) and you know what, Aussie? You know what, Aussie? I agree with you. I'm gonna go with Jokic as well. So he says, for the narrative, because you know, Jokic was the MVP, and now Jokic will be the MVP.
1: You're 100% right with that. I think even if Jamal Murray averages 40, as long as. Jokic is hovering around a triple double, they'll give it to him.
0: They'll give it to him. Yeah, and that's I, I completely agree with that. I think that Like I said, if the Heat win the series, I don't think Jimmy Butler's going to be the finals MVP, because I think to win this series, Bam has to be the finals MVP. So I, I can't say that. And obviously I'm predicting the nuggets to go. Um I think Murray could average 40. absolutely. freaking But the overall contribution to the game, it's going to be Jokic. If the Nuggets win, and at this point, I'm not even going to say when the Nuggets win. I'm saying if the Nuggets win, because...
1: I'm saying when the Heat win. Um,
0: if the Nuggets win, it's going to be because of Jokic, at least in the eyes of the people that are voting for finals MVP. Um, right. Just as I've been saying all freaking season, he's just a complete player. It He does everything you want him to do. So, yeah. Jokic finals in Um Hey, guys. Follow us on socials. Uh, there's a bit of a delay in terms of us getting it fully up and running. Austin was going to start it, but... Currently... Currently doing the house thing, so... It's taking him a little bit longer than you expected to get them really up and running, but go ahead and get in on the ground floor. Um sure. Besides Angelo, we love engagement. It's fun. <laughs> um Most of our engagement thus far is about how much Angelo sucks, and you know, I'm not taking a horse in that fight, but I agree with you. Um hmm. subscribe, follow. Everyone like. loves me, you know that. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm the main um, character. E- eventually, we've talked more about our plans to go on to a Twitch program thing, which we're moving forward with it. Um, okay. I think it's a great idea. We're probably not going to, like, rush it. It'll be a timeline thing, and we will give you more information as we get closer to doing that. Uh, we'll be playing a lot of different games. Um, ideally, it's going to start with in 2K but it'll move into other games that are just more, like, fun, enjoyable things. Because we're... I'm going to be real with you, and Angelo's going to disagree with you, me here. We're not good at anything, okay? Uh, I agree with that. <laughs> okay, normally Angelo says, well, everyone else is, and he tries to act like he's, like, good, but he's not. Um, so it's going to be more for just the shenanigans. Um. Outside of that, there is preliminary talks to expand the podcast into other channels whether that be different sports or media or whatever. Um No Reserves Radio will stay a basketball podcast, but the No Reserves brand could expand into whether it's football or baseball or hockey, I don't know. pop culture. We'll figure that out when we get there, but we are currently brainstorming that down the line. Again, won't be a super soon thing, but just giving you guys a heads up because if you're listening to the bonus episode you probably listen to us pretty regularly and that would be interesting to you. Um, But that all being said, we will see you guys on Sunday. We won't do another bonus episode before then. So this one was already way longer than we thought it to be. So thanks for listening. See you next week.
1: Watch run, turn the ball over on
2: NBA 2k a lot, a lot. And watch,